Welcome to the Christian Youth Camp Podcast. At Camp Chioka, it has been our mission for over 50 years to lead campers into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. These conversations share the heart of our camp family in efforts to lead us all into a deeper relationship with the Lord. Today, y'all get to hear from Corey Robertson, who has been propelled to get out of her comfort zone by camp for as long as she can remember. It was at this place that she had the courage to speak and learn to share the words on her heart and just the importance of that. She's also talks with us about being a listener and the importance of letting people know that they are heard and that they are loved. Corey is a mom to six and I love being friends with her kids and the joy that they have brought to my life. So y'all will get to hear the heart behind encouraging them to dream big and adventure big. Welcome. We have Corey Robertson today with us. Hey there. I'm happy to be here. And you've grown up at camp your entire life. So from that experience, what are the main things that you've taken away? Yes. And when you say my whole life, like literally my whole life, like I was born and raised out here every single summer because my mom, two mama, Chris Howard, <laughs> was um, the director, the arts and crafts teacher and all that. So we would say out here, I mean, I don't remember a summer not being out here. Yeah. So, um, yes, I love this place. It's very special to me and to our family. Um, so what is something I've learned out here? One thing I think that is really neat about camp is that, like, it's a chance for you to try something different. You know, I know that I think when you come out to this camp experience, it's, like, so different than your normal life that you can just kind of, like, really throw yourself in and try new things. And, like, maybe if you're, like, like oh, I'm not the one that's, like, super athletic – did you sign up for a tournament yeah. or something like that? <laughs> you play things you don't try, or maybe you don't think you're very artistic, but you're you end up, you know, working the craft shed and being like, oh, I'm actually kind of good at that. Yes. So, um, but there's one experience I remember at camp that I think has been influential to me was I was in high school and I was kind of quiet. Like I was, I wouldn't say I was like super shy, but well, maybe I kind of was. Like, I was not the one that necessarily wanted to speak up in front of other people. Like, yes. I didn't want to have to, like, do that. And I remember the youth minister at the time asked me, he was like, hey, we're going to have, like, a little time around the lake. And he's like, I want people to share. And I want people to, like, kind of share something about their experiences. And I want you to be the first one to do it. And I remember being like, I was like scared to death. I was like, yes. he did not just ask me to stand up and talk in front of everybody first. You know, I was literally so mad at him for asking <laughs> me, but I couldn't say no. I was also kind of like a, like a role follower. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would, I, if somebody asked me to do something, I would do it. And so I, um, I remember being so mad that he asked me, but I couldn't say no. And so that, that day we, I was like, just dreading the situation, you know, like, oh gosh, I'm going to have to stand up in front of talking about everybody. Yes. And I did it. And then it did. It sparked conversation. Like I stood up and told something and then someone else stood up and said th their thing. And it just made everyone really get up and do it. And yeah. I was like, ah, oh. it just made me kind of like see that like, oh, that's something I can do. I can do something that's like really outside of my comfort zone. And, um, and also gave me a chance to lead that I wouldn't have necessarily done yes. before that. And um, now my life has gone on to speak in front of like <laughs> lots of people. We've been on television and kind of been in places where I actually have to stand up and talk in front of a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that was an important moment for me to like realize like, oh, I can do something even though it might scare me a little bit. 
I can step out there and do it and you can see the good that comes from it. Yes, we were talking about that the other day with our campers. Just because you don't want to do something doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Right. Of course, nobody wants to clean, but it's just part of life. Yeah. So then with speaking, it's cool that that one thing really became a launching pad for Mm -hmm. so many other things in your life. Yeah. So what do you think is the power of speaking first and the power of sharing first? Even like though you were forced to, but yeah. then liberated others to do that. I think what usually happens when you do like share something, share, even share something that's like vulnerable about your life or mm-hmm. share something that's a little uncomfortable, you realize that we're all really the same. Like we yeah. all really have the same hopes and dreams and fears and insecurities and all that. And so whenever you share something like that, it allows other people to be able to share their own. And you're like, oh, you feel like that? I feel like that yes. too, you know? And so I think... By actually speaking up, you realize this kind of like shared truth and shared humanity that you don't get if you don't ever speak up. Another thing I I think that is important about like speaking up is that whenever you do like speak up, other people are able to speak into your life. I always say that I think like if if you're shy and you don't tell anybody what you're going through or what's going on, then no one can really help you. But if you actually say like, hey, I'm struggling with this, like... I am not comfortable with that or this is, and then someone can say, can speak into your life and can speak truth that you might not hear if you didn't actually just speak up and share. Absolutely. I know we have a lot of campers that are really quiet and a lot of campers that are really loud, but I think there is a balance to find of listening to others and having the courage to say what God puts on your heart. Mm -hmm. So where do you kind of discern listening and speaking and when to do either one of those? Yeah, that's really good. So my word for this year, for 2020, um, was listen. Oh, really? And yes, and um, it's so interesting because we are going through a lot in our country, and that every but now it seems like everyone's talking about listening and how yeah. important that is, and how you know, I think a lot of campers too, they come out here and they maybe really are in homes that they're not feeling heard, they're not feeling like anybody's listening to them, and there's such a value in feeling heard mm-hmm. and feeling like someone really listened to me and heard what I said and like cared enough to like take the time. And so I think listening is a super important trait. And I think whenever I started it this year, I was thinking about listening to God and how like a lot of times I spend time in prayer where I'm just like asking him for things rather than like listening (laughs) to him and spending time. Yeah. Spending time like really listening to what he has for me and really just keeping my ears attuned to, to his word in my life. And, um, so I think listening to God's important, but also as the year's gone on, I've seen how listening to others has been really um, important too. It's really important to to feel heard. I know I was at a um, I actually visited a prison this year, and um, one of the guys got up and did a spoken word, and he and the whole spoken word was talk to me, listen, and it was just this like oh he said it over and over again. I wish I like could have recorded it yeah. to have it because it was so impactful. And he was just like, talk to me, listen, talk to me, listen. And I realized how people feel like, how how it can really affect your life when you don't feel like anybody has listened to you, yeah. you know. So I think camp is a really great place for that. You know, in, in cabin time, whenever you're sitting around or in Bible study or Bible class or whatever, it is a chance for everyone to share and everybody mm-hmm. to be listened to. Um, so I think listening is super important and and like we talked about at the beginning, also sharing, sharing your vulnerabilities and things you're going through. Yes. As a counselor, obviously we have so many opportunities to share and speak, mm-hmm. but most of our job really is listening to our campers and giving them that whole week to do so. So how has listening, how have you seen that change either you yourself or your relationships? I think that's really good. So, um, 
Well, I'll tell a kind of like I'll tell him myself a little bit. So yeah. Willie makes fun of me because one time he walked in and he had trimmed his beard. Now he has a big beard, so you can't really tell if he trims it a little bit. Yeah. So to be fair, I think he was being a little ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> so he walked in and apparently I did not notice that his beard was trimmed. And he goes, How much do you pay attention to me? Which I knew was a trick question because I was like, Why are you asking me that yeah. question? So I was like, medium <laughs> and he was like medium you pay attention to me medium yeah like that's the worst answer i've ever heard and it was like well you're clearly trying to trick me because i know that you I, apparently i haven't noticed something that you, yeah but anyway it has been this like joke in our family <laughs> but also like i realized i was like okay like i don't need to just pay attention to the medium yes. i need to really pay large i need to pay attention to large i pay attention to all of our kids large and yeah so um i think that that is really important it, that was a, a, <laughs> a lesson for me because like it was clearly like a trick question and so i knew it was but since then i've thought about how important it is for me to like actually like listen to people and to as a mom like to our kids like sometimes you know, a kid will come in at like midnight and decide they want to talk, and you're like, okay, yeah. And you're like, okay, let's, all let's day. Talk. Yeah, exactly. But those are the times that really um, mean the most, and those yeah. are the times that you create, I think, the most memories as a parent with your child being able to like those times when they're ready to open up and really ready to talk is mm -hmm. the times that you need to take advantage of that and not not take that lightly at all. Yes, I love that so much. So for people trying to open up and trying that new thing of speaking, like you were called to do at camp, what advice would you give to them to step out of their comfort zone? Well, um, first of all, I want to say there's a there's a verse that I love that says, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gives us a spirit of power. Yeah. So recognize that you have the spirit of God inside of you and that is not a, a spirit of timidity or fear. It is a spirit of power. And so like, you have that power within you that you can tap into. And so like you can be insecure about yourself or you can be unconfident within yourself or not feel like you have all the skills, but if you have the spirit of God living in you, you have everything you need. Yeah. So you definitely can do it. And there's like so many verses about bold confidence and about not, not having fear and about all these things. And sometimes it can feel a little bit like, yeah, but how do I do that? And, um, Really, it just takes like taking that step, you know, just actually doing it. Yeah. There's also a um, there's a video, a YouTube video um, with Will Smith where he jumped out of an airplane. I don't know if you've ever seen that, mm -hmm. but um, I actually jumped out of an airplane and it was amazing. <laughs> and I like totally related to things he was saying, but he was talking about on the other side of fear is the moments of like greatest joy. Yes. And it's so true. It's like when you just like step out of that plane, like that, just the other side, one step away from fear is going to be your moments of greatest joy and accomplishment. And so I think um, for some people, speaking is almost like jumping out of an airplane. Like yeah. some people are like, I, this like gives me like hives to sit there and have to like do. And so, um, and I remember I was like that when I was in high school. I actually had a list when I was, that's the hardest word to say for people to have a list, but I had a list when I was little. And so I had to go to speech therapy as a teenager. And so I think part of that was, you know, I didn't want to speak up because I felt insecure about my voice and all of this. And so, um, but it's that, it's like whenever you have that fear, if that's the thing that you fear the most, that's the most thing you should do. You know, yes. we never like get over fears by not doing them. We get over fears by just doing them. And I think camp's a great place to do that because 
you're out of your normal life anyway, so try something new. Yes, and I think the thought of doing things is often way worse. Or yes. almost always way worse always. than actually doing it. And you said having those conversations at midnight, uh-huh. even with hard conversations, I know I'll wait all day and yes. let it build up. And literally, John Luke and I talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just get the hard thing over with in the morning uh-huh. and the big thing. That's so good. And like find the freedom on the other side. Yeah, so that's a good like advice for campers. Like the first of the week, just make yourself do it. Yeah. Those things that you're scared of, like right when you get there. And then you'll have the whole week to enjoy it. But if you wait till like Friday, and you're like, shoot. If I'd have just done this Monday, I'd yes. have had so much freedom through this whole week. And so I think that's a, a good thing for campers to think about. Like, you know, when you get there, just go all in first day. Absolutely. If you're scared to dance, get up there, get in the middle of the dance circle. <laughs> if you're scared to speak, you know, just just say something at Bible study. Do that the first of the week, and then you'll have the whole week yes. to enjoy that freedom. And if we practice that here, that can transcend any environment mm-hmm. that we walk into. So kind of going with speaking into people's lives and that ability to find your voice, you're a mom to a lot of people. (laughs) Uh, What does that mean to you, the role of being a mom? I love being a mom. It's my favorite role that I have, of course. I just love it. Um, I guess besides being a wife and a grandmother now. (laughs) So um, all those roles are really um, special to me. So um, what does being a mom mean? Um, I think it means being like someone's biggest cheerleader. I mean, that's a big part of, of what I love about being a mom. I get to just cheer my kids on and see them do do, thing, do big things. I think um, one of the things that um, can be a downfall to moms is sometimes it's like, we're like, oh, dream big, go chase your dreams. But we're like, yeah, but not too big because we're scared that you might like, you know, something might happen yeah. <laughs> and you might mess up or you might fail or whatever. So as a mom, I've really tried to like encourage my kids to dream big and then like, Help them follow up on it. Don't don't hold them back. Don't yeah. say like, don't put my whatever my worries or fears might be on them. But just say like, go for it, dream big, and um and follow your dreams. And God's gonna be with you, and you're gonna be all right no matter what. So um, I think that, and I think just loving. I mean, everybody just wants to feel that unconditional love and know that someone is on in their corner and on their side no matter what. And um, I think um. Back to listening. Yeah. And I think that's an important part of being the mom as well. Just listen to your kids. All your, all our kids are so different. Mm-hmm. You know, God just makes each child just so perfectly unique and original. And so um, every relationship is going to be different with each of your kids. So yeah. I think listening is a big part of that as well. I'm trying to think. You have three adopted. Uh-huh. So what does adoption and that mean to you? Because I think that's a large part of understanding God is understanding yeah. adoption. Yeah, we definitely, Willie and I have always said that like when we adopted Will, it just gave us a greater understanding of, of as to God's love for yeah. us because he was so fully, like as soon as we got him, we're like, he's fully ours. Like there's no question. It wasn't like, oh, you know, He's different because he's adopted. No, as soon as we adopted him, he was 100% fully ours. Just like John Luke and Sadie, we had John Luke and Sadie at the time, were fully ours. And so um, it did give us some new insight into God and his love for us as adopted sons and daughters of his. But um, I think that for me, we had, um, Willie and I had just said from the beginning we wanted to adopt. There's a verse in James that talks about um, pure religion is taking care of widows and orphans. And, um, so, you know, I just kind of take God's word at what it is. And it's like, if that's, let's do it. that's pure religion, let's do it. And uh, it's been a great blessing to our lives. Yeah, and I've heard about those kinds of verses. Yes, it's to love the widow and the orphan, but also because 
there's so much for us to learn through them mm-hmm. and through their hearts, which I think is so cool. Absolutely. So having so many people in your life to keep up with and now <laughs> grandchildren and sons-in-laws and daughters-in-laws, uh, what is your advice for keeping up with everyone and still loving them intentionally without feeling like you're going crazy? That's funny. Yes, there are a lot of like people for me to keep up with. It's so true. Um, well, one thing is I think nowadays we it's easier to keep up with people because yeah. we do have phones and we can FaceTime and all that. So that's really nice. But I'm also very fortunate because our kids live in the same area. So I get to see them a lot. So that's a great blessing to me. Yes. But um, as far as, let's see, doing it, well, I think know that you're not going to do it perfectly because we're not perfect. And, um, you know, don't take the, put those expectations on yourself. I remember um, as a young mom, having to get rid of the shoulds, you know, mm-hmm. that feeling that like, this is what I should do. And this is what the perfect mom looks like. And this is what the perfect mom should do in every situation. And, yeah. you know, and so once I kind of laid aside those shoulds of like those expectations on myself of like what it's supposed to look like and just said, okay, here's what it looks like for us. Yeah. Here's what God's um, design and plan for our family is going to look like. And um, so that's what I try to do as a mom of a bunch and grandma of a couple is just you know not put a bunch of expectations on perfection just be there as much as I can and love let them all know that they're loved yeah that's what's cool is there's so many people and you were talking earlier about inspiring their dreams and wanting them to dream big Mm -hmm. and realizing like God's gonna put dreams on their hearts and they are all gonna be different and you don't have to necessarily steer them all um are there things that you do when you have to remind yourself like Everyone's their own person. I can't control it all. I don't know how much of a control person you are, but just what that looks like for you. Yeah, I think that um, I'm not a super control person. I, I, I do try to kind of just let people live their lives. Yeah. And, um, if they ask an opinion, I give it, but I don't try to like give it too much, except for in certain things. And it's weird. It's like things that like bother me, you know, like yeah. about like, you know, I'll go through like where I'm just like on it about like what they eat. I'm like, do you know what you're putting yeah. in your body, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. like, but then I remember, okay, when I was 17, I ate Taco Bell every day. I was like, yeah. okay, like we can all survive, you know, whatever. But um, but no, I don't think I'm I'm super controlling. I really try to let yeah. kids. I, do, I really do believe that, like, God created each person a certain way. When I look back at how our kids were when they were little, I'm like, God just made you who you are. Like, I mean, I basically just fed you. Like, that's it. Like, you just are who you are. God made you that. I think it's our job as as parents to kind of, like, protect that, protect those outside forces from coming in and, like, damaging through insecurity Mm -hmm. or shame or fear or any of those negative forces that can come into somebody's life and make them not be able to be who they really are called to be. Yeah. And I know that you're out here with two mom all the time and you get to see her a lot. And then also your grandmother – so what have you learned from them? Oh my gosh, I I have the best. I mean, I really have learned everything I know from my mom and my grandmother. And um, um, what have I learned from them? Well, one, my grandmother is she's got this like stubborn streak about her. Like literally, she's like I can't even remember how old she is. How old is she? I was told eighty nine. Eighty nine. I was yeah. say like she, I, I want to say like eighty six, but I'm like I know that's not right. She's older than that. She's eighty nine. <laughs> And she's still, like, outside, like, working in her garden. And, like, she, like, she power washed her house the other day. I'm like, oh, what are you doing, you know? (laughs) But I'm like, there's something to that kind of, like, she's like, well, honey, it needed to be done. You know, there's something to that kind of soberness to say, like, I'm just going to keep living life. I'm not going to stop, you know? 
And I love that about her. And I've just seen her just want to be part of the fun. She's tonight, I'm going to my, my um, cousin's little t-ball game mm-hmm. and my 89 year old grandmother would be there because she wow. wants to be part of our life. She wants to be part of the fun. So I think maybe that's it. I guess seeing my mom and grandmother just like love to be part of our lives, love to be part of the fun, love to um, find the joy in life, plan the party, be the yeah. one there <laughs> um, playing the party. Um, and that's something that I want to pass on to our kids as well. Yeah, it's cool because it doesn't seem like their relationships with y'all have changed that much as new generations are added mm-hmm. and everyone still just is just as interconnected. Yeah. So do you kind of view your grandchildren like the same way you did your kids and stuff and obviously like letting their parents parent, but filling that mm-hmm. same role and loving just as consistently? Yeah, I think so. I think it's really important. I think we've lost a lot of that just kind of like living and having that intergenerational living. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much of a value in it. I know it was great for me because to have a mom that was close and that our kids could, our kids were close to and would give me a little break as well, yes. you know? And so I hope to be that for our kids as well. And I think one of the things I was thinking of too, as you were saying that is um, one of my favorite words is faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've seen in my mom and grandmother, you know, that just that faithfulness of like, just being there, you know, it's not yes. like they have to do anything specific. It's just like, you know, they're there when you need them. And I think that, um, that's a really important trait in, um, in a mom and, you know, in a woman and and any of us to be able to just say like, Oh, they're faithful. Like, yeah, we knew that they were going to be there when we needed them. And that consistency shows the same consistency as God's character. Obviously we can never live up to that, Mm -hmm. but if we're consistent, it's easier for people to recognize the Lord as consistent and faithful in our lives, which is so so cool. So then kind of the closing questions, we usually ask about camp, but I wanted to ask them related to being a mom instead of a camper. So what would you tell your kids if they were coming to camp for the first time? What advice would you give them? Um, I would say go for it. Just like go all in, like don't hold back, try new things, make new friends. I'm sure uh, this was probably what I did tell our kids every time, (laughs) like try new things, make new friends. Don't, yeah. you know, don't hold back. This is a chance to just really learn and grow and just be grateful for the moment. You know, like we are busy and we are, you know, have our phones and the TV and all that. Take some time. You're out here in nature, you know, just look at the trees, look yes. at what God has made, look what he's created for us to enjoy. He's given us this world um, as a gift to us to enjoy. So take some time to notice that. And, um, and it's really it yeah yeah (laughs) I love that especially about nature that's been one of my biggest takeaways is Mm -hmm. we were created to live outside mostly yeah which with the heat now we're like oh my gosh please take this in the air conditioning since we have it but still like we were intended to enjoy creation Mm -hmm. and realize how small we are and all those Mm -hmm. things and then last is what would you tell your kids when it's been a couple months since summer and they're really missing camp and Maybe they've put God in a box as to being in this one place, but mm-hmm. to remind them that God lives outside of here. And that's good. Yeah. Um, I remember being in high school and having that kind of like camp high. Like you're just like, you feel so close to God. You yes. feel so close to your friends. Like everything is just like amazing. And you're just like, why can't we just live like this forever? And then you go back and then a few months later, you kind of lost a little bit of that. And it's like, wait a minute, how do I get that back? Where was that? And um, so I think it's 
it is, you have to be intentional about it. You know, the friends you made at camp, you need to stay connected to. You need to, you know, check in with them, plan a call, plan a FaceTime call or a text or whatever, and just make sure you're staying connected. And like, you're not going to have those high moments your whole life. That's not what your life is. You know, God gives us those things and those are great, but that's not a whole life. But whenever you come back down, you have to be (laughs) intentional about continuing those relationships and, and continue the things you've learned, you know, like so write down some of the things you learned at camp and so that a few months from now you can like open that journal back up and be like oh that's what I learned and remind yes. yourself of those things it's so easy as I don't know I always think about the Israelites and how like often they forgot like what God did for them he'd do this like great miracle in their life and like two months later they're grumbling and complaining <laughs> like ready to go back to slavery you know and I think that's us too we can like have this like miracle of camp and two months later we're grumbling and complaining and forgetting like what God did Absolutely. yeah it's so easy and so I think there's um one of the things that God did in the Bible to his Israelites is he set reminders he told them like set reminders he said write it on your doorpost he said he planned he had you know occasions and holidays and like Mm -hmm. feasts and all that so they would remember the things that he did for them and so I think that's that's a way for us to just kind of carry on and make camp carry on throughout the year and not lose the things we've learned while we're out here it's really easy to confine faith to being the feeling and when we feel the holy spirit and when we feel the beauty and power of worship but it's more than a feeling so being a Christian for decades and walking through God in daily life, or excuse me, walking with God through daily life, how do you keep yourself going if maybe you're like, quote, not feeling like it? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I've heard this before. I don't know who said it, but like our feelings can't be trusted. You know, yeah. sometimes our feelings can't. Sometimes we just get off and we start thinking weird things in our head. <laughs> like, yes. mom, my mom used to say, like, don't camp out in your head too long. <laughs> sometimes it can be a bad neighborhood, you know? Yeah. So, like, sometimes we just have to, like, not trust our feelings and no truth, you know? So, go back to God's word, like, consistently go back to God's word. It's so neat. I've seen in my life how, like, Things that I don't even, like, know I know, like, it'll be a Bible verse or whatever that'll come to me in a moment that I really need it. I don't even know I knew it. Yes. But because I have taken the time in the times where I'm feeling it <laughs> to, like, soak in God's Word and put it into my heart and mind that whenever the times that I really need it, sometimes it'll just, like, pop up, you know? And so I think that um, soak on God's Word, put it in your heart and mind, let it be an ever-present, um, you know, part of your life. And so when the times that you're not feeling it, it will come back to you. And then um, also sometimes we have to do things that we're not feeling. You know, we have to just make it a practice and take time to say like, okay, I'm going to take some time to study or I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to somebody or I'm going to speak up um, even when I don't necessarily feel like it. Yes. And it's Mm -hmm. definitely when we least want to do it, that it's most effective, but it may Mm -hmm. take a long time to see the fruit. So again, like the faithfulness and the waiting Mm -hmm. it out is so important. Yeah. But thank you so much. We'll pray and then we'll wrap up. That's great. Jesus, thank you so much for the gift of camp and the gift that we get to walk out of our comfort zones that you invite us and that you lead the way in that. Lord, I pray over all of our campers. I pray that you would give them hearts of courage and that they would just do the hard thing, that they would show up on day one to whatever new place they're in or whatever new season they're in, and that they would just be fully who you made them to be. So there's no hesitations, no reservations. Lord, we thank you for the gift of motherhood, and we pray over the family units of all of our campers. Lord, we pray that you would strengthen them, that you would walk with them, and most importantly, 
that they would recognize you as their true father, you as our true family, and that they would just be so filled with that love and find confidence and freedom that you always want to listen to us, that you always want to love us, and that you always want to just hold us um, and heal our hearts from all the things that hurt. God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love for us. And thank you that you are so constant and the world is always changing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all so much for listening. Since the kingdom is not built in the media room, it is our hope that you take these ideas into real life conversations with friends, family, and the Lord. Be sure to find us anywhere you can scroll at Camp Yoga and live knowing that you are loved. <laughs>